Welcome back to Let's Chat Markets. Lucas Fies and myself are back to make sure we're keeping all of our listeners in the loop about all things dairy this past week. U.S. markets were closed Monday, but it was a pretty eventful week for the analysts here in Chicago. We took a deep dive into the U.S. Dairy Product Production Report for July, kicked off Tuesday with a pretty bullish global dairy trade event, and observed solid support within EU indices. Let's start with U.S. markets as we typically do and then travel across the globe from there. Lucas, milk production was pretty strong in July. Where did the milk end up anyway? Yeah, it was always good to get this data, even if it is somewhat delayed versus some of the reports that we see. Total cheese production up 3.5% in July versus prior year. No surprise there as milk was heavy, as you mentioned, and it flowed readily into cheese vats. Maybe a bit surprising, though, that cheddar number, just a touch lower versus prior year, but I do think that drove some of the price support that we saw into August there in these markets. Really uh, neutral, I think, overall towards the overall cheese market as we sit today here in early September. Mozzarella production recovering a little bit. Good to see after some struggles there earlier in the summer and late spring. And I'll just mention too that Parmesan number, uh, very strong as processors saw that the price was ready and willing to put cheese into hard Italian style aging programs. Butter just a touch below prior year, not a huge takeaway there. Uh, Plenty of stocks remain to meet anticipated demand needs here as we move into the peak of the season, of the butter demand season that is. From a non-fat dry milk production perspective, I think this was probably the biggest takeaway on this report. You know, we did see milk contract across the West in July as heat and drought impacted output, impacted milk per cow, and as the herd size is declining. uh, That was very apparent here in this non-fat dry milk production number output slipping versus prior year, both in the domestic and Mexico spec product, and then also exportable skim milk powder, that combined number there down 8.4% versus prior year. That was largely driven by California being uh, sharply lower versus prior year. Powder output still decent in the Midwest and other parts of the country. And maybe just briefly here on the way complex, still kind of interesting trends persisting here into July, a weaker dry way output, keeping that market relatively supported here as we sit in the low 50 cent range at the CME spot market. Yeah, it was nice to get that clarity for sure, especially surrounding, you know, all the disparities in milk throughout the U.S. and where the product growth was focused. So those figures certainly make sense. Let's talk about that global dairy trade event. Um, The outlier was definitely skim milk powder with the nearby delivery months jumping more than 8% from the prior event across Fontero's medium heat spec. And High Ground had been assuming that Southeast Asia was primarily undersupplied for Fontero's uh, medium heat spec skim milk powder heading into this event. And that was evident on Tuesday as that region outbid other buyers for products. North Asian powder demand plunged into the first September event, but that was due to a combination of lower offer volumes because Fonterra has removed so much over the past four months, as well as Fonterra locking in commitments throughout China off the auction platform. Of course, they haven't specifically stated that, but definitely an assumption on our end is that is where 
so much of the global demand is taking place right now. I think the key takeaway here, especially as global uncertainty remains prevalent, is that Fonterra and other New Zealand suppliers are going to command a premium uh, for many buyers that want to make sure that their product lands in their border on time, something that the Northern Hemisphere suppliers have had a hard time promising throughout this pandemic as logistics remain tangled around the world. Yeah, those shipping issues, of course, still making things a bit complicated. I think only thing to add there on the skim milk powder side of things specifically, Arla product seeing a bullish print as well, up 3.5% versus the prior auction. But notably, North American S&P on the global dairy trade event slipping uh, sharply lower. Usually that commands a bit of a premium versus the U.S. spot market and versus um, even Arla product kind of goes back and forth there. But really those premiums kind of evaporating at this event as North American product was sold and the final price settled at 30.80 per metric ton or about 140 per pound. On the European indices, strength kind of across the board here this week. Of course, those prices out every Wednesday morning in our weekly EU dairy report. Whole milk powder, skim milk powder, whey, butter, cheese, kind of green across the board there on that chart. Yeah, key European countries are still on the lowest production period for the calendar year, leaving dairy products seasonally tight and lifting prices further, as you mentioned. Skim milk powder inventories are, from what we hear, pretty tight, with some contacts using the word scarce when looking to fulfill needs even domestically within the EU. Whey, butter, and whole milk powder are also experiencing stronger demand as summer holidays come to an end, and a lot of excess milk has been primarily pulled into the cheese vat throughout 2021. That does it for this week's recap. We look forward, as always, to coming on next week to chat dairy markets. Don't forget, if you want more in-depth look at what's going on around the globe and you're not a customer, head to our website, request a free trial at highgrounddairy.com, and you'll have access to seven years of global market intelligence for the dairy market. Have a wonderful weekend. Cheers. Thank you.